Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Steve and with me today is... Teresa. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. For the record, I will read this as fast you as I are want like to. On a runaway freight that's, train, that's you read okay. It? We got things to talk about. Okay. So, newsflash to everybody that's listening: mm-hmm. uh, when this comes out, it will be Thursday. Christmas is on. Then following Monday, it's like mm-hmm. ten days to Christmas. So, okay. Get yourselves ready, folks. Okay. Also, because it's Christmas, the thing is: here's the first question. Hmm. What is your favorite Christmas song? Like Christmas hymn? A song. Or Christmas, whatever, I can't anything. tell you my favorite Christmas song on here. <laughs> <laughs> it's Michael Bublé. <laughs> okay, so he's Canadian. We're Canadian. Yes. That's all right. My favorite Christmas hymn, though. What is it? Santa Baby? You like the Santa Baby, don't you? No, no. No, that's, no, that's no. not Michael Bublé, is it? Well, no, I like Baby, It's Cold Outside. And oh, there's like a ton of stuff there. around it right now. There you go. But that's it right. annoys me. So, right. But the song I like. But my like a Christmas song? Sure. Like that we would sing at church, maybe? Sure. Um, I like that Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. In my mind, that's a Christmas uh, song. Okay. I didn't think this would be such a difficult question. There's so many, you. though. You didn't give so me any ahead I, prepping time. I absolutely did not, and I didn't give you any prep. We're going to do a Christmas trivia oh my thing. Because today, we're talking about what would be the first Christmas song. That moment where Mary... Uh, oh, yeah, that one's my know, favorite realizes what's going on, <laughs> and, and she writes Mary's song, which is found in Luke chapter 1. Uh, but trivia f- for Christmas. Okay. What? Are you asking me specifically? Yeah. or the? Well, I mean, we could ask the people out there, I think but we they can't ask really ask else. us. <laughs> they can't really answer us right now, right? So they're not going to have this until later. It's f- a few days before this comes out. Uh, what do the kids <laughs> listen for in the song White Christmas? What do the kids listen for? Yeah, it's a line. I have to sing the whole thing. It's like the ABCs. I have to start at the beginning. <laughs> sing it out loud. No. <laughs> Can't remember? Isn't that, isn't that I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas, that yeah. one? That's like all I know. Unless I have sleigh bells in the snow. They're listening for sleigh bells in the snow. Is that the same song? Yeah. Okay. Totally. Okay, so you didn't get that yeah, one, right? I failed. First you failed, what's your favorite Christmas song? Because <laughs> you couldn't even answer that. Oh, my goodness. Second you failed that one. Oh, my goodness. Two. Terrible. Well, you don't have third, any prizes. Maybe I'd be... I'd didn't say I didn't have prizes. <laughs> oh, but do you have prizes? Well, you had to be perfect, so oh. it didn't work. Dang it. Uh, how many wise men came to see Jesus? Is this a trick question? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the Bible say? We always say three, but I don't... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you're putting me on the spot they bring right now. three gifts, but it doesn't actually say how many wise men. But it does say men, so there's more than one. Yeah. So it doesn't really say. Why okay. would you come and not bring a gift? That's I don't know. Rude. Where did the wise men or the magi find Jesus? Like, where was he? Well, I know he was older. Yeah, but where was he? Not the town. Like, oh, I was like, like... was he like on a street corner? Was he in a house? Oh, in a house. In a house. In a house. Okay, here we go. Well, I I feel like this one should be a softball. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> I but just, my go. brain just goes, all for the information those, just leaves. For those of you that maybe aren't familiar with what a softball is, that's like the <laughs> biggest baseball that you can throw gently towards somebody. And what Gospels reveal 
or record it, Jesus' it's birth. It's the Synoptic Gospels, is it not? Which ones? Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Are you sure about that? Does Mark know? Is it just Matthew and Mark? Or Matthew and Luke? <laughs> <laughs> there's no in Mark? I don't read the book of Mark very often. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. None, because it's so Mark. short. There's none in Mark. And there's more information in. So it's not, it's not all of the Synoptic Gospels. It's only Matthew and Luke. Well, that's where I go for the Christmas story. So that yeah. would make sense. Yeah. So Mark starts with John the Baptist. Well, maybe, maybe I'll read Mark again then. You just so encouraged me. It starts with the John the Baptist and the baptism of Jesus. So jump straight to when he's there. Yeah, I knew. I spent a lot of time that, since I that, read the book of Mark. All that growing up stuff. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus as a kid, not necessary but for But I feel like as a, you know, having gone to Bible college, I should have maybe known that and having actually read my Bible yeah, since well, the time I was know, a child. <laughs> I feel like. And so. I'm just trying to make everyone else feel like it's okay, guys. It's okay if you yeah, get it wrong. It's totally fine. It, it's not a poking. This is a learning. It's a learning. Moment. That's right. We're helping. What We're helping we you learn. We're, we are encouraging you in your daily walk of faith That's and right. journey That's towards. That's right. Yeah. And my journey is still learning. Exploring scripture. <laughs> we exploring scripture. Yes. Oh my goodness. But I mean, you were all over it. You just, you wanted it all. Okay, we're going to Luke chapter one. Yes, I'm already and, and there. If you can read from 26 to 38. You got a lot of reading oh, today. to 38. Yeah, and this is that f- the story My with, mouth feels with dry. Mary, uh, you know, the process that she goes through leading up to Christmas. Okay. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born, to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Yeah, there's some, there's some pretty incredibly amazing sections of yes. scripture right here. So if you look back yes. at verse 28, where it says, um, Greetings? He, yeah, and he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. I mean, like, it would be terrifying. I love how it says, but she like, was greatly troubled. I would be troubled too. <laughs> The, but the angel Gabriel, the archangel Gabriel, yes, comes and says, "He's the one. You're favored. Mm. Out of everything in this world, everyone, every person, mm. every possible mm. way, you. Mm-hmm. And, and this helps us to understand, you know, the way God uh, interacts with us. And then you go to verse thirty and thirty through mm-hmm. thirty-four, right? That's whole section where he says, "Don't mm. be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. Behold, you're going to conceive." Um, He'll be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him to the throne of the Father David. He'll reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom, there'll be no end. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine no. being told that your child, who won't need a father, yeah. 
is going to rule forever. And his kingdom will have no end. Like, uh, forever. You are going to be his Forever, <laughs> right? Like, just the, like, how would you go, how would you tell anybody? No, I, I often say, I'm so glad, as great as it would have been to live in the time of Jesus, I'm so glad that I didn't. Because, honestly, if somebody, I would think they were a quack. <laughs> it would be hard to believe. I don't know oh, why yeah. it would be harder then than, than now, but I yeah. feel that it would have been. And you he caught Mary's response, right? Uh-huh. 30, verse yep. 34. Yep. How will this be? Yes. I'm a virgin. This, like, forget, she already forget, knew the facts of life at forget, this point. Forget everything else that <laughs> yeah. Gabriel said. She's like, <laughs> this is okay, not well, possible. Hold on, dude. This can't happen. <laughs> yeah. I know you're an angel. You might not know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And then it gets to 35 through 37, right? And it's like the angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. You know, baby will be holy. But hey, there's more than that. Just to prove to you that this is the kind of power we're dealing with yeah. here. Elizabeth, who is barren. Like, she can't have kids. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that she can't have kids. Mm-hmm. She's having a kid. Right. Okay. From her husband, though. So Mary knew the truth of what she was in store for. Yeah. And she trusted. She trusted. The Lord's servant yes. is what she calls herself, right? Mary said, behold, <coughs> I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according mm. to your word. Just that humble obedience. Yeah. And that's a line that I don't think we pay enough attention no, to in the Christmas story. I, I agree. Story. Yeah. I'm your servant. Do whatever. Yeah. Do whatever. Yes. And how many of us can actually can actually say that? Or right? have said that. Like, right. honestly. Right. And, and mean it, though. And but yes. Like the, walk it out. Be, to be the Lord's servant. That means God is free to do with our lives, like Mary, like mm. her life, mm. as he desires. Because we're his. Yeah. That's, that's what this means. And it's just, it's incredible to just stop and th- break that apart and think about what this teenage girl yeah, crazy, was right? having to deal with. And she's just like, okay. Let's go. Let's yeah. do this. I trust so you. So then it goes on from uh, there. So verse 39 to 45. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is the first response other than Mary and Joseph. And Joseph's response isn't recorded here in Luke. No. Right? No. This is the first response that we know of other than Mary and Joseph to Jesus coming into this world. And that's that leaping for joy of John... Uh, the Baptist. Yes. The baptizer. John the baptizer. As some will say. That's what I call in him. His, in the womb of his mother, who clearly understands, because if you were to read back in the early part of Luke, Elizabeth also knows that she's got a baby of some mm. note in her. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Not at the same level as Jesus at all, but he's the forerunner, the one who will go out and, and, and prepare the way for Jesus. Could you imagine knowing your purpose like john like the holy spirit would have just given him that awareness yeah always yeah well and that's uh that's wrapped up in things like the nazarite vow yeah um because some some uh hebrews took the nazarite vow for periods of time 
Right. The way it's written about John, it seems like that was his vow his whole life. Forever. So that means mm, like he died. there was all sorts of things mm. that he just couldn't do. Like, right. That's why he lived in the desert and wore sackcloth. He wasn't and, part of like, he a could, community. He couldn't live yeah. in the normal way and be a Nazarene. Right. right? Yeah. In the Nazarene vow. But that leaping for joy should be our response too. Whenever mm-hmm. Jesus comes mm-hmm. near, that's what actually should happen. And so, so often you hear people talk about, mm. oh, I think Jesus wants me to do this. And it's like, you're like, I don't want to do it. Oh, man. And you're like, no, you ha- you've actually got it figured out that Jesus wants you to, to do or respond or act in a certain way. And we're not embracing that. We're not excited about that. I know, but that, I pushed back a little bit there in that when I was a teenager, I was always afraid to listen and hear what God has to tell me because he always asks me to do things that are uncomfortable, (laughs) things that I don't want to do. And yes, Yes. if I was just a little bit better of a Christian or I had my (laughs) eyes just a little bit more focused on him, it might be easier. But I find sometimes, most times, what he wants me to do is so against what I want to do in, in terms of like my nature and and just stepping out of my comfort zone. So it's not that I'm not leaping with joy, but there's also that, okay, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to, but yeah. like, you really want me to do that? Yeah. And I think that's, I think what you're saying is, is exactly true. We're saying the same thing coming at it from different ways. Oh, okay. I'm saying there should be an automatic response that isn't measured. Hmm. There should be joy, just mm-hmm. overwhelming takeover joy when we know that Jesus is present. Yeah. Real right. teaching, yeah. like in the moment with us, mm-hmm. near, all of those kinds of things. That should be something that just uh, wells up inside of us. But this doesn't stop there. So now Mary's, right. Mary's got the message from Gabriel. She's gone to be with Elizabeth because we're going to find that out in a little bit when we flip over to the Matthew account with Joseph, how that worked out. Not the Mark account, guys. Matthew. Not the Mark account. <laughs> the Matthew, the Matthew Sorry. Account. But can you read Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 55? This is the first Christmas song. Okay. Um, the Magnificent. This is the one that's my favorite, right? Yeah. The yeah. Ma- yes. The yeah. Magnificent. It's the Mary's song of praise. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. Hmm. One more verse. Oh, didn't say, I didn't say that. You didn't, but no. I can. And Mary remained with her for yeah. three months and returned to her I was her very home. careful to follow instructions. <laughs> there, there you go. So if you think back to this, the journey that Mary just went on in these three separate sections, the first was Gabriel came and gave her, this is what's going to happen. And what did she say? She said, I'm, I'm the Lord's servant. He can do as he wants. I'm, yeah. She's obedient. Yes. She's willing to Humble do God's will. Humble and obedient, will. yeah. Uh, the second thing is she goes to visit with Elizabeth and tells her what's going on. Now, part of that is because the babies are leaping in the womb and all of that kind of stuff. And Elizabeth is like, Whoa. There's more going on here than There's just more two than, cousins reuniting. Yeah. 
and and she tells other people, but then she worships. And and I think that should give us a framework for when, just like I said a moment ago, when when we know that we're close to and and walking with Jesus, there should be like this automatic joy response, like mm. just like John had in the womb. Um, we should have that same kind of process that Mary's on. That is when God's asking us to do things or to to respond in certain ways. There's an obedience which follows along with explaining to other people that God's mm. at work. Yeah, that's true. And then worship. And then worship. That he, in his majesty, power, mm. and authority, still looks at, just like Mary said, the humble estate. Mm. And I will use you. Yeah. I'm going to use you despite all of the, the misgivings or the choices that you make or all of the different stuff that's going on. You. You mm. get to work. And, and that's a... A huge thing for us to kind of see in that, just the incredible message that she gets, followed by the the obedient response, the the willingness to tell people what's going on, even though that would have been like crazy to yeah. try to explain. Oh, to how anybody. would you even like they? And then, and then, oh man! And then to sit in it and, and just go, like this is amazing. But would you? You don't think she would have been like? Did I imagine that? Like, am I crazy? <laughs> Or were they well, more? Well, that's why we're going to go to Matthew. Because they one. would have passed down the angels visiting before, but really. Well, she wasn't the only one that got visited. No, so, no, no. Okay, we'll keep right? reading that. So that's this is why we got the next part, Matthew chapter one, verses eighteen through twenty-five. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way: when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being just a man and unwilling to put her to shame, like seriously, what a gem, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear. Take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is before Mary goes to visit Elizabeth, right? Mm, because okay. mm -hmm. so this is, you know, where you would think that this lands right and well i guess what she and, found she and i know pregnant you, too. you you gave the hmm. you gave the what a gem what like, a gem he's still <laughs> gonna divorce her but she could have been murdered stoned to death i was just gonna oh. say <laughs> joseph started out not believing because oh, yeah, let's be honest be hard uh, for all of the times that somebody has showed up and said i'm pregnant and it's not your baby everybody but Mary in the history of the world was having, a, you know, there was adultery, there was an cheating, extramarital there was an extramarital affair or whatever. Sort, I mean, yeah. they were married at that point, but it was well, like by law, they were, right? but yeah. So there's this deal. There, there's this, this is a deal breaker, right? Yeah. And, Usually, yes. And Joseph did not believe. He also needed a dream with an angel yeah. telling him what was going on. Yeah. Um, now, the thing is, in Hebrew law, he had the legal right to publicly shame Mary first. Of course. And then oh. stone her and oh. have her put to death. Yep. 
See, he is a gem. So, but he. But he's going to be Jesus' stepfather. So, of course, yeah. they're not going to just pick anybody. <laughs> um, but he chose not be to upright. do that before the dream. That's true. So, well, he had already decided in his mind to divorce her quietly. Yeah. And so, that's when he so, had the dream. So, yeah. And then the dream was coming out. That's fine. So, he had that legal right. And then God reveals to Joseph the plan. And then he trusts and obeys God. Now, yes. he gets a lot less ink, right? Because well. Matthew writes less about Joseph. And, and honestly, once we get past a few years, uh, once we get past the, the age of 12-ish yeah. for, for Jesus when he's left in the temple, we don't really hear about Joseph anymore. Right. And, um, and not Mary so much either until his death. Yeah. Well, she's around, right? But yeah. But that's like you don't hear about Joseph at all, <clears> which <throat> people kind of figure he's probably older. He's probably dies sometime, whatever. But he has this process where he also gets this visit from an, an angel uh, in a dream and then is trusting and obeying. Um, God will continue to just, con- you know, teach and lead and guide us and reveal the plan mm. um, as we faithfully work it out. Now, Joseph was trying to figure out what was the right thing to do. I know. Clearly he, he was. almost got there. Because <laughs> the right thing to do, clearly, was to raise Jesus. To take Mary as his wife and raise right? her son, yes. And and God said, no, no, I, okay, we got to step in. Yeah. And, and this is uh, when... When people have moments of uh, disbelief right. in God's plan, mm-hmm. God's purposes, mm-hmm. um, this is where what we don't have is a long thing about how Mary relentlessly tried to convince her hus- her future right. husband that this is what's supposed to go down because I got a visit from an angel. Right. God did it himself. God intervened. And, and that's, that's one of the mm-hmm. lessons I think out of this is, is even as Joseph was trying to sort it out and get to the right spot, the disbelief that he had or the inability to get to the full end that he should get to mm-hmm. or could have got to, God will convince those who don't have the belief to the point where they need, where they will believe when, right. he, when he wants to. Right. It's not necessarily our jobs his to badger his... everybody yeah. with the answers. It's our job to be faithful in what he's calling us to do. Yeah. And that's yeah. what Mary was doing. Yeah. That's what Elizabeth was doing. And that's how this was all working out. And that's why Joseph ends up walking down that same road. Because mm-hmm. rather than being, you know, convinced and not sure his whole life, he knew right from the beginning, right? This is God's son. Yeah. So he never had to look around in the village and wonder who was yes. the dad. Yeah. Right? He knew. Yeah. He knew what was going on. Because he believed, on. yeah. And then we get to Psalm 139 to end. Okay, thir- the whole Vers- thing. No, <laughs> verses th- the whole 13 thing? to 16. All right. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Yeah. Hmm. And if you know Psalm 139, it just I love the goes whole through all of these realities of the depth that God knows us even before we were formed or before we were alive. And, and the reality is God is still looking for or longing for um, ordinary people to just trust him with their lives. 
Now that means trust him with their lives like for salvation in Jesus, but also trust him with their lives like mm-hmm. day by day by day by day. Right. And and I know that sounds crazy, but as we walk through the Christmas season, God actually cares what you do on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and That's Thursday right. and Friday and yeah. every single day that follows after that. God created, designed, and crafted each of us. That's what this psalm tells, tells us. Yeah. And he knows intricately every single moment that we have hmm. for every single person, yeah. all time, in the world, forever, anywhere, whether they believe in him or not. Right, So he knows what we are capable of, and he calls us to know himself and to make him known with the way that we live out our lives. Um, Mary had a moment where it was a much grander scale than a lot of the things we get asked to be part of. Oh, yeah, Joseph yes. had a much grander part. <laughs> yes. Elizabeth had a much grander part. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The same thing is being asked for us, uh, of us, that was asked of Mary as far as responses. Hmm. We're to hear God's plan, be obedient to it, because we are his servants. He has control of our lives. Mm-hmm. We tell other people what's going on as God works in, around, and through us. Right. And we we celebrate that fact that God is actually active and working and live you yeah. know, in our lives. Right. And this is where being part of a body of believers is so important. So important. To because encourage the, each other. Because the third thing oh, is sorry. to worship. Oh, yeah. There you go. See? So that's where we come together. Mm-hmm. So you got to tell somebody, and that could be unbelievers, but it could also be believers. But we want to be in the journey together, and then we worship together. Mm. Because God's actually doing stuff. So yeah. I don't know what uh, God is doing in your lives uh, here in this Christmas season, I uh, don't know if it's a happy season for you or not. And yeah, sometimes it's not. That's valid. And, and that's okay. It's a process that we're going through. But as Jesus is working on you, remember, we've submitted to being his servants, giving our lives to him. Mm-hmm. So now we walk it out faithfully, mm-hmm. sharing what God is doing in our lives and worshiping him as we go through it. Amen. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you have enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Till next time.